Okay, team, we're live. Episode 61 of the Adrian Bow podcast. And I can't be more excited. Today, we've got my good mate and incredible real estate agent. Um, and in fact, number one rate my agent, agent, if you like, for 2020. Uh, it's my good friend and incredible guy, Josh Teslon. Josh, how you doing, my man? Adrian Bow, you know what it is, my friend. <laughs> Doing very well. Thank you so much for the intro. Always good to, to catch up with yourself, my man. I'm, I'm excited for the podcast for the people. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Well, look, you and I share that passion to give back to the industry. Yeah. Um, and in the time that I've known you, man, you know, your, your ebullience and your energy is infectious, mate. And I know that it that uh, people have, uh, have, have really drawn down from that in the industry um, and, they, and, they, and they just love it, mate. Because, look, you know, people buy energy um, and yep. en- energy begets a momentum and momentum begets into deals, you know what I mean? So it's, it's not a coincidence, man, that the nucleus of your business and the whole genesis of it was energy-related, then product yep. knowledge, and then yep. momentum, you know? So I just love it. Yep. So, mate, we're just going to cover a few things today and I'm really pumped to have, have you on board obviously the first thing we've got to deal with is the fact that you made an announcement yesterday you know yeah. there was a bit of anticipation around it um you know a couple of weeks ago you 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 parted ways with your previous organization yep I and mean, yesterday you made the exciting announcement to join ray white um yes. so obviously quite uh um, you know, uh, apparent and, and appropriate for yep. the number one rate my agent to join the number one, you know, real estate organization right. in, the, in, in, the, in the country, which yep. is awesome. Um, so just, I suppose, you know, first question is why did you make the choice of Ray White? Obviously, you had a lot of options. Uh, yes. what, what made you choose, choose them in particular? Yeah, met with a lot of people, which um, which was fantastic. Overwhelming sometimes at times when you've got so many opinions and so many offers and you're not sure what to do in a headspace, in all honesty. But uh, Ray White, I felt for me, had the best support that I needed. So I'm very good at selling houses, listing, uh, meeting people face-to-face, reductions, vendor management, but I'm not good at the back-end stuff, uh, marketing, exchanging contracts, uh, support really from uh, the back-end. So I felt Ray White was going to support me through that process also being a family business um, obviously with the white family heavily involved since um, their inception uh, similar to my business I'm getting my uh, my mum she's going to be the general manager I'm going to get my girlfriend she's going to be the office manager I'm going to have my assistant Alex which I'm super close to and myself so a family business within a family business I think was important um, good brand good profile in a couple of surrounding suburbs where I'm opening up in Quakers Hill um, they've got other offices too so if someone wants to upsize I've got the network where it's under the same banner where I can say, look, they're upsizing, you know, this is the buyer. They want to purchase here. Here's their details. It's, it's, it was sort of a seamless flow. Um, and yeah, I felt that they had the best pitch and, and long-term it was going to be the best option. So super excited. It's, it's a new start for myself, um, ready to go and underway. Awesome. So obviously you're going to be the principal of the office, uh, yep. which has probably happened a bit sooner than you would have expected in your career. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's an opportunity and, 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 and you, t- you, t- you took it head on. Um, yep. So yeah, how do you feel about that being a principal as well as a, a selling agent? 
yeah, unreal. I sort of was comfortable um, doing what I was doing, just listing and selling. I, I sort of could have done a hundred sales with my eyes closed. So mm-hmm. I feel that, um, yeah, being a principal, being a director, being more of a leader than just one of my assistants, having a whole team behind me, recruitment as well. I've, I've really enjoyed that. I've met with a lot of agents who are local, uh, who are doing good numbers, five, 600K, wanting to get to a million bucks. And I said, look, I'd love for you to come part of my team. You know, I can show you my process, what works for me, be there step by step to get you, you know, two times your business to that one mil mark, um, which is sort of a, a good benchmark in real estate. So yeah, 25 years of age, um, principal, director, there's not many maybe that have done it at, at that age, but I feel that my career has always been accelerated um, well beyond my years. So um, yeah, looking forward to the challenge. I think uh, sometimes instead of just dipping your toe in the water, you got to go uh, full body in and, and this is that experience. So it's going to be good. I agree with you, mate. You're definitely precocious and advanced for for, for your age because you haven't been in the industry a long time. And, you know, you are only 25, as you said. But look, you know, what what John McGrath taught me years ago was if you're good enough, you're old enough. So, you know, age is is, is academic. So, you know, good for you. So I suppose, you know, within this story of the last couple of weeks, there is is some adversity there as well because, you know, you, you found yourself in a position where, you know, you, you, you were no longer with, you know, your previous organisation and you were in massive momentum. Yes. Um, and, you know, you and I spoke, um, you know, I was one of the first people to reach out to you because I, I, I yep. knew exactly what you were going through, given that, yep. you know, I went through something similar sort of six months ago. So I just wanted yep. to make sure, really, my main concern was your headspace and making yep. sure that you were safe and, and healthy, you know. Um, what, what, how did it feel during that time? And do you think, you know, that it was a springboard for, 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 for further success. Cause I did speak to Jeff Jowd on the last podcast about this, about yeah. how adversity and success seem to be, um, you know, not mutually exclusive. One seems to sort of, um, you know, evolve into the other, like, you know, how did it feel? And, and do you think that it's, it forced you to sort of progress a lot further than you thought? Yeah, I feel, as you mentioned, mate, I'm a heavily uh, momentum-based agent. You know, I get a great result. I leverage that to get another result. um, And it's sort of the flow from there. They see me on real estate. They see the boards. They see the letterbox drops. They see the social media. They see the video. They see the community initiatives. You know, I pump it so hard in the heat of the moment. Um, Imagine all of that sort of just gets taken away from you instantly within a click. Um, And and for me, my best skills are listing and selling. So being on the sidelines, I think it was for, for 12 days days in total um, sort of was like you know taking away my right arm it was um, yeah tough you know you go through adversity you know lots of thoughts sort of go through your mind um, but for me it was it was just I looked at it like a little bit of a speed hump you know just had to get over that speed hump do the formalities get through um, negotiations and talks and um, come to an outcome which um, which was which was great signing with Ray White and, and moving forward so I look back at that time uh, mate people like yourself you know mentors that you know a mates mind that I've looked up to in the past and still do um, having support around you is important you know saying you know you're not feeling too good today you're a little bit frustrated you're a little bit anxious um, you know telling how you feel is, is important get it off your chest and people can who have been through it before mate can um, can tell you look this is what I did stay strong um, and and that gets people through so you know it was a real um, sort of vulnerable time that I wasn't used to uh, just listing and selling for the last four years um, but you know it was maybe a good time to have some some, some time off with my family, um, saw a few friends in the meantime, caught up with a couple of agents, which I maybe didn't have the time prior. And um, now that I'm over that, I feel as well when other people go through it, which they will naturally in, uh, in, in life, doing other things and, and parting ways with previous companies, I can, you know, 
share my story, share my experience, what I'd do different, um, what I would uh, definitely encourage people to do as well. So, um, mate, everything's a learning. This life is crazy, especially this real estate career. It's a roller coaster, and I think this was just one of the, the bumps in the road, set back for the, the springboard forward. Yeah, I love it, mate. And so what I heard in there, you adopted what Chris um, Helder calls useful beliefs. I don't know if you've heard his work, but, you know, he, he basically says he's a, he's a good mate of mine. He, he, he's written a couple of books and he, and he, and he speaks a lot um, uh, publicly. So basically he says, look, positive thinking's out the window. It doesn't really work. He yep. says what you've got to do is adopt a useful belief. So what you've just said there is, you know, I adopted a useful belief that this was an opportunity to spend time with my family. I adopted yep. a useful belief that this was a, a, a great time for me to be a little bit uncomfortable so I could look at other options and and you know so rather than just saying why did this happen to me you know um I can't believe it blah 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 like you ask yep. yourself the wrong questions you get you get the wrong answer so look Correct. I know it wasn't a perfect time and there was it was it was got got a bit bumpy but mate yeah I'm really proud of you buddy that, that you made it on the other side so good good for you thanks brother um, no pleasure hey so rate my agent mate i know this yeah. was a massive goal of yours and you, you nailed it as number one um yeah. so really proud of you for that and i know you were chasing that pretty hard oh. uh, yeah so um just just so people know um you know your your business you've you've so far this calendar year and we're sort of let's call it halfway through the calendar yeah. year you've done a hundred sales you're going to do another hundred yeah. um so I, I, i'm confident you're going to hit the 200 mark for 2020 um and that's just so people know that is with an average price range of 750 yeah. and also it's just you and one other associate so it's not a super team um no. sure you get support with just processing listings and exchanges but just so the listeners understand that that's not out of office non-dollar productive activity so you no. guys um you, know, you and your associates still got to do pest buildings you still got to do valuations you yep. still got to do you know if someone buys something and wants to measure up you still got to yep. do that. so it's really the only support you've got is just processing the listings and exchanges so you know there's some people that are doing you know a third of this volume and have got a double the size of your team so you know obviously energy and process and and just your modality and flow of process is is obviously critical um firstly just so people know what are the metrics of of rate my agent because obviously it's not based on gci only um yeah what are the three metrics there yeah, so rate my agent, mate, you've got three metrics. It's, it goes on how many you sell, it goes on how many recommendations you receive from vendors, and it goes on your rate my agent score. So let's say, Boa, you know, 100 sales in the last uh, six months, or let's say I did that in 12 months. Uh, let's say I did not, I got 90 vendor reviews. So as soon as we sell a property, um, we request it from the vendor. And I think for me, obviously being newer into the industry, I don't have 30 years experience to leverage on. So I go into appointments and heavily say, look, I sold 100 houses, here's 90 reviews reviews that I received, this was their experience. So on those three metrics, sales, reviews, and it goes on your score. So let's say, as I said, 90 out of 100, that's a 90% RMA score. And then at the end of the 12 months, whoever's got the highest RMA score based on sales, based on volume, um, wins the, the Rate My Agent uh, Agent of the Year for, for 2020 for the last 12 months. So for myself, that was a goal. I wasn't a part of a, a brand necessarily where you can win awards within a brand, you know, chairman's elite or principal 
people's awards. I, I wasn't a part of that. So for me, um, I'm very goal orientated. I set that goal. Um, it was a sort of a level playing field. Everyone's got the opportunity to request reviews. Um, it's all automatically on the website. You just got to click the button and, and enter the vendor's details. So for me, as I mentioned, I leverage a lot off that in appointments. Uh, people can have more experience, but people aren't having a better experience. And if you, if you are giving a better experience to people, as you know, people are more likely to list with you. Not only do I do the rate my agent though, I get the sold by photo. I give their mobile number out. I do the video testimonial. I'm giving them so much evidence to say, this is literally what my vendor's experience was. I want to sell your house. You're going to have a mirror image experience. I'd love to work together. It builds rapport. They love it. Um, and that's what's working for me um, probably about 90% of the time in listing appointments. Awesome. And, and when they announce it, um, Josh, is it a sort of a drum roll thing or do you know prior that it's going to happen? Nah. Or no, so it's no literally idea. no yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay. No, no idea, mate, because no one's RMA scores are available uh, unless you've got your own personal account. So like my RMA score is 98.7. I don't know what anyone else is doing. So it sort of comes to the end of the year and you think to yourself, did I win? Do I do enough? Did I not? You know, I gave 100% effort last year. I, I sold 113 in the 12 months. I got 111 vendor reviews and then um, got called for New South Wales, Sydney and then Australia, which was which was awesome. So we always go down to Melbourne. They have the awards there, the annual awards. Mm. And all my whole family, Tom Panos, was there a couple of mates so um it was a good awesome. time awesome mate yeah so that that's actually interesting because rate my agent remains independent so therefore yes. if you do change brands like you've recently done yes. no one can take that away from you right no on it's not xyz realty no. or ray wide or whatever yep it's rate my agent, not rate my agency. And I yeah. think that that's an important thing because now like realestate.com and domain, all my sales now that I have parted ways have mm. essentially been wiped. Mm. So people could have the misconception, oh, Josh hasn't sold anything ever. You know, he, um, you know, he's got no buyers. He's got, you know, no sales, no knowledge. Whereas if I can just go to rate my agent and say, okay, unfortunately, real estate and domain, that stays with the agency, but the agent's website, this is my sales. This yeah. is what my vendors had to say and they yeah. stay with you. And I think that's an important thing um, because if you have nothing to show, um, mm. some people maybe don't believe it. So I feel that, um, yeah, great website. And um, when you do sort of move agencies um, for any agent sort of listening, mm. uh, it's important that it stays on that website, which is great. Yeah, because a lot of agents think, Josh, that they've got to create their own website like joshdesalon.com um, just yeah. in case that happens, you know, like because, yeah, you're right, REA and Domain don't allow you to move the uh, move move your sales unless a business no. is bought by another business. Um, so that, that that's interesting. So the, the fact that Rate My Engine allows you to make it mobile, but yep. some people might want to create their own website as a yeah. little tip as well yep. um, just to, to bring that with them. Um, so... Mate, I'm, I'm really glad that at this young age, Josh, at the age of 25, you've learned there are nefarious and duplicitous people out there that yep. want to do the wrong thing by you, right? Yes. And you've learned that because it's, it's, it's sobering, it's sobering, but it's so necessary for life, mate, because yes. life ain't perfect. Shit's going to go wrong. Yep. People are going to try and um, tear you down yes. uh, because you've got a degree of success. And let me tell you, it's just that the, the, the tall poppy culture that, that, yes. that, that we live in, yes. um, that, that people want you to do well, but they don't just don't want you to do better than them. You know? So that's is exactly what you've experienced. And yes. I'm so glad you've experienced at this young age, mate, because you want to walk into life with battle scars um, yeah. and references to make better decisions, you know? Oh, I agree, mate. I think, um, 
you know, yourself, a good mate of mine, Gav Rubenstein, gave me the exact same uh, analogy about the tall poppy syndrome. So, uh, mate, that, that's their issue. Uh, it's not my right. issue. I, I, I focus on me. I don't focus on uh, competitors or, or what they're doing. I feel that if you do the right thing by people, you're upfront, you're transparent, you work hard, you've got good energy, um, you do the best to sell the property and promote it that you can and you bring people offers to move forward and move on with their life. Um, and you do it with a, with a humane aspect. You know, we're not robots. Um, mm. We're people just like their people, and, and we can we're all because we do it every day. Or we still feel what others are doing. So um, yeah, man, I'm excited to the next chapter. I feel awesome. that um, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a great start, and um, I'm super super pumped. Yeah, awesome. Now, it's interesting you mentioned Gavin because the three of us share exactly um, yeah. you know what 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 occurred, and and it's yeah. interesting if you look at all three of us now. Yeah, you know, subjectively from the outside, people are saying, thinking, "Wow, these guys, it's just like like you know water off a duck's back. They've just yep. focused heavily on the controllables, yep. focused on the future, and just left the negativity and toxicity behind them." You know, so I love, on, it. I love it. We move forward. So in terms of your process, mate, because look, one thing I've learned, um, Josh, from speaking to and meeting with uh, top agents around the country and some even around the world, um, you know, 95% of uh, their success hasn't necessarily got to do with product knowledge or negotiation skills. It's got to do with energy process, discipline, mindset and headspace, right? Correct. Yep. So you've, you, you've got all those traits, which is great. And obviously, you know, being only four years in the industry, it didn't take you long to learn negotiation skills and product knowledge. But, no. you know, obviously you've had an accelerated learning um, uh, journey and an accelerated success journey both in terms of volume that you're doing. How yep. did you do that, mate? I, I know part of it was immersing yourself, you know, with coaching to such as Tom Panos and you looked at my stuff and you yep. came and met with me and you came and met with a lot of people. So, but there's got to be a bit more to it, mate. Like you, you must have done something in order to make that acceleration so rapid. Yeah, I think with me, I had to make sure everyone knew who I was as quick as possible. So in in my area, there was dominant agents like there is in any area that had been there for 20, 30 years, which is obviously longer than essentially I've been alive and they've been in the industry. So for me, it was, I had to let them know Josh Teslin was there and I had to, and how that all started, I marketed myself hard. Brand profiling to me is a lot. Um, My name, my face, my sales, my recommendations, what I'm doing in the area. Area, and I saturated the market. So for me, I did real estate domain, like everyone does, signboards, I targeted main roads, letterbox drops, I did half a million, um, coloring in competitions, community initiatives, social media. For me, I'm spending about 40 grand a month now on social media, but I'm listing seven per month from that platform. So a lot of people see that and think, wow, 40,000 bucks. But from that, I'm probably seeing around 200K. So the difference, 160K to the better, you get more customers, you get more boards, you get more reviews and you leverage. For me, consistency is a big thing i think um it's like you go to the gym i always use this analogy to similar people mate who ask for advice and say you know what are you doing that's working and i always say if you go to the gym you know once every month and you expect to have progress and you you eat bad food it's not going to work but if you eat the right food you're working out five times a week you're sleeping well you're drinking water over a period of time of you know three four five months you're going to see results so same thing with real estate staying disciplined um keeping in contact with potential vendors is huge like you've seen Bowie, my text message system. As soon as a property sells, I'll send them a message. As soon as a property lists for sale, I'll send the link off. As soon as I receive a review, as soon as 
because, you know, I have an open home invite. As soon as I've got, you know, a big result that's just happened in the area with, you know, 45 buyers that have missed out, I'll let my pipeline know. Consistently, I rarely have days off. Uh, mate, since we last saw each other, I've moved five minutes um, from my core area where I work to work more. I used to drive an hour from the Sutherland Shire. Um, nowadays, mate, I, I, I just plug straight in. You know, you want to see a house, I'll be there. Um, any day of the week, seven days, uh, ruthless consistency, follow up. Um, and mate, loving what you do, I think when it becomes a chore, it's not enjoyable. For me, I love doing big numbers. Um, I wanted to, years ago, my goal was to do Arik. Um, unfortunately, didn't get on stage. I did the online one, which was still good, hopefully next year. Um, I wanted to do one mil in my first year. I wrote 1.17. I wanted to do 2 million my second year. I did 2.03. This year, I'm on track for 4 million bucks. Um, but, but besides the GCI, more the volume, um, I wanted to, to do 100 sales, 150, 200. And, and having goals was a big thing. And, and working with a good team, obviously, my associate, Alex, uh, 21 years of age, new to the industry, um, very much ingrained in the team. And, and he'll do anything like I can um, to get the best price and, and to market ourselves. So a, a whole, heap of, whole heap of things in there. But consistency, it's underpinned by consistency energy, um, process as well, loving what you do and, and, you know, walking the walk, but talking the talk. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to get granular, mate. Like if you're in yeah. the lounge room and you're pitching for a listing and, and as the vendor, I say to you, Josh, look, mate, I, I understand that you're, you're quite prolific on social media and you yeah. leverage off, off that technology to, to, to list and sell. Um, yeah. you know, I've never bought or sold before. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me how your process works from the minute I sign the agency agreement. Yep. What's, what's, what's going to happen? The minute you sign the agency agreement, Adrian, I'm going to be in contact step by step, myself and my associate, Alex, every single step of the way through the process. So as soon as you've signed the agency agreement with me, the contract for sale is the next important bit. You get the contract for sale. Obviously, we can start to show some buyers through the home. Before that, we're going to get the stylist out to give you a free consultation because presentation sells. If you need any little odd jobs around, I'm going to get the handyman, the landscaper, all to give you quotes because as we know, we don't get a second chance at a first impression. We're going to start off with an off-market campaign first where I get my buyers who have missed out from similar properties onto yours. Two things happen with an off-market. We get offers or we get feedback. If we get feedback and you're thinking potentially a higher sale price, we'll know before we market the home online. Because if you market it too high, you're overpricing it and it's not going to sell. If you market it too low, you're underselling. Then we look at a launch campaign if it hasn't sold off market. We go all out with marketing. You'd rather over market than undersell. We put the property on the market. I'm in contact every day. What the buyers liked, what the buyers didn't like, what they feel it's worth, what's the competition for sale. If we're not sold, why? And what am I doing to sell the home in future? Then we get a great result. We sign the contract. You write me a nice review. You do me a video and we celebrate. That sounds great, Josh. But what's the advertising going to cost me and what's your commission? Advertising going to cost you. Now, you've got some options with advertising. I'm a believer. You'd rather overmarket than undersell. Now, with my marketing campaign, it's four to four and a half grand, and that will include real estate, domain. They're your main points of inquiry. Social media, which is going to get around 10% of your inquiry, but around 20,000 views. You're also going to get premium brochures, signboard out the front, print marketing. Now, if we do less on marketing and you try and save a thousand bucks, there's a high chance you're going to lose around 10 to 20,000 bucks because you're exposing it to less people. In terms of my comm, Adrian, my comm is 2.5 plus GST. That's payable at settlement. If I don't sell the home, you pay me nothing. Okay. There's a lot of agents, Josh, that are quoting uh, only sort of 1.5 or 2%. You yeah. know, can you match them? 
Unfortunately not. I think we're not, we're not talking about um, two agents that are the same. What you get with myself is proven results. And let's work it out, Adrian, 1.5 to 2% or 2.5%. Let's say the difference is maybe around six to 7,000 bucks. Now you've met me and you've met the other agents. I've got more energy, as you've said before. I've got more sales, which means I've got more buyers, which means I've got more knowledge, which means I can negotiate the sale price higher for yourself. So that $7,000 that you're paying me extra is going to equate to approximately getting you an extra 20,000 bucks long-term, which is actually making me the cheapest agent. Beautiful. So we'll pause there for a minute. I mean, we, we, we just launched into a bit of a role play without even sort yep. of announcing it, but yep. What, yep. what you're proving there, Josh, is that you're as an agent in the profit column, not in the expense column, okay? Correct. which is yep. gold because that's the message you need to portray to people because someone might feel that they're saving money by going at, by selecting the cheapest agent at one and a half or 2%, right? Yep. But yep. effectively what you're saying is that if the property sells for 80 grand less, well then they've actually ended up uh, selecting the most expensive agent because Correct. it's cost them 80 grand by saving six grand, you know? Correct. So, Absolutely. So a tip for everyone listening, guys, as agents, we are in the profit column. We're not in the expense column and we're a success fee. We're working for free every single day until the property sells. We don't make money from the marketing. We're just facilitators to pay REA, pay domain, pay the signboard people. You know, so that's, yep. that's something that's made very clear. Uh, yeah, I love that, Josh. That's, that's brilliant. Um, you, so now as a buyer, if we can do a similar role yep. play, Josh, um, you know, I know you're asking 800 for this house. Yes. I've got to tell you, you know, other other um, homes I've looked at and and other agents uh, are telling me that I can get something similar for about 700. I really like this oh. home. Why should I pay that price? Why should you pay that price? Well, look, Adrian, we've met each other for the last three months. You know, you've been looking essentially essentially every weekend uh, with your partner trying to buy. Now you've missed out on these homes that you've made offers on. Now, if we go back to the comparable sales, maybe other agents and, you know, friends of yours are giving your opinions, but these are the comparable sales, which are relevant. Now I sold this, this, and this, the land size was similar. The internals were similar. The location was very similar. Hence why this is why the property is going to sell for 800,000 bucks. Now, right now, Adrian, You've seen that you've missed out on homes before. I had an open home on the weekend, which you attended, and I had 20 groups through. Now, one person is going to buy that house. We've already got three contracts that are issued, two verbal offers, and we're looking to formalize by next week. So I fear for you, Adrian, if you don't make an offer, if it's not at the price that's advertised, or at least make an offer that's close, you're going to miss out again. Then what do you do? You go back, you view more homes on the weekend next week. And unfortunately, you know, for you, you want to purchase. So right now, based on comparable sales, based on the area, based on the location, based on the interest that we had, this is where it needs to be. Can you please make me your best and final? Okay. What about Josh, if the market ends up going down based on coronavirus, based on uh, the stimulus package being over around September and then traditional yep. stock levels, you know, should I wait uh, for more stock to be available? Look, I think let's look at previous times, Adrian. Let's, let's look pre-election uh, last year being 2019. A lot of people, you know, sat on the fence and were a bit of fence sitters. And what happened after that election? People saying, you know, is Labor going to get in? Are we going to have death taxes? What's going to happen to him, you know, for the investment? investors in the market. Um, what happened? The market boomed straight away. As soon as that election was over, there was more certainty. A lot of people started to buy. And then what happened? 
the supply went down, the demand went up, and the prices went up. Essentially, right now, you're in a fantastic position to buy, Adrian. Why I say that, interest rates are at an all-time low. At the moment, stock levels, you know, it's they're not terribly low. At the moment, we're seeing this decent amount of stock on the market. We're not getting 200, you know, 100 people to every single inspection. We're maybe getting around 10 to 20. So now's a fantastic time to buy because when the market recovers from coronavirus, guess what's going to happen? It's going to go up. Now, how long that's going to take? approximately by the end of the year spring's going to come that's a time when many people sell and many buyers come out of the woodwork so i feel the period for you to buy is now it, let's say they change interest rates again and they what they go up that's not a good thing for yourself lending's fantastic as well as the timing's fantastic buy a home and if you're renting at the moment i think you mentioned you're renting adrian that money that you're putting into you know your landlord's pocket essentially you could be putting into your mortgage have an asset that's going to grow over time the sydney market five ten years down the track has proven that there is substantial growth which means you make more money now i know it's not your, your ultimate home but your first home is not your last home you buy you make profit you sell and you buy the next one so i feel that's the process for you Great. We'll pause there for a minute. I love that response. So what, what, what I learned from that, Josh, was number one, care, but not that much. You know, you, 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 number two is you provided objective data. What objective data is like what happened pre-election? That's not your opinion. That's not a subjective opinion. That's actually what happened. What happened? You know? yep. Yeah. In, in the first quarter, pre-election, you had two things. You had the anticipation of what could have been uh, a, a, a very erroneous uh, um, election result with Labor getting in and therefore, yep. you know, removing some negative gearing and some other um, uh, benefits. Yep. Uh, then at the same time, you also had uh, the, the delivery of what could have been a very bad Royal Commission outcome and it didn't end up being as bad. Correct. So at anticipation, people you're right were sitting on the fence sitting on the fence and you and i both know as soon as the the liberal government were elected it was like someone flipped a switch yep. and, and from that week onwards it was boom time right up until COVID. actually correct um, so you're right so using that objective information is critical right and using that reference the other thing i i, I loved with that response uh josh was yeah the fact that i'm renting it's like well yeah that that's not a forced savings exercise for me that's something that you know i'm actually contributing towards someone else's asset yeah. uh, where i could be in a forced savings situation where sure the market might be status quo for a while but at some point it will go up yeah. and allow me and pivot me to get into the next property you know which is brilliant so right. mate really authentic what i'm what you know and what i want everyone to hear there is good energy um but still calm still confident yep. still trusted advisor like um and and caring and putting yourself in their position um as the client but not caring that much and not having commission breath and being desperate so right. I, I, I love all those things so great great response from both a listing and a selling point of view so Thanks, um, what I want to deal with now is is social media, mate, because yeah. I know obviously you know you you you, you you're very involved with social. You, your your footprint is is prolific. Um, what does it look like, and how much does it cost um, per listing per sale, and who's paying for it? This is what people are very interested in. Yeah, absolutely. So per sale, it's two thousand bucks. So the vendor will pay a thousand, and that's in terms of the video. They'll put five hundred bucks. Um, sometimes they go more. Like I had a campaign the other day that ran three thousand bucks. That that was all vendor paid. So I sit down and I obviously give my recommendations on what to put in. Now the boosts that we're doing. So we're boosting everything. So we're putting, let's say, your property online, Adrian, over in uh, in Coogee. Um, let's say we're going to boost it for two weeks. That's going to be ten days. In that period of time, we're going to target people that have 
between the ages of 25 to 65 plus, and we're going to put all their interests and the area 10 kilometers from your house, targeting the local buyer. Now, we're going to put interest, buying, selling, upsizing, Kuji, etc., and that's going to run over a 10-day period. Now, impressions and interest that we're going to get in that period of time will roughly be over 20 to 30,000. In terms of their video, their video on average will get between 15 to 20,000 views. Now, I always say to my vendors, the more money you put into this, the more views you get, which is better for yourself, more marketing, more interest, which means more people, which means more offers, which means a better chance of a higher price at the end of the day. In terms of um, what I'm doing in terms of social media, so for their property, I would be, as soon as it sells, I boost the review, I boost the vendor testimonial, and I boost the sold by photo, those three things. So that's personal marketing. Um, in terms of myself, like off the property aspect, um, I'm boosting my weekly wrap up. I put about 2000 bucks into that, two to two and a half grand per week. Um, and I'm getting on that probably 30,000 views. So overnight, like I put one, I put a podcast up yesterday. That's already had 22,000 views overnight. So in terms of, um, yeah, boosting traction, about 40 grand on average per month, half of that would be VPA. So about 20 grand coming from the vendors and 20 grand coming out of my pocket. Okay, so you're saying about two thousand dollars per per listing. Yep. Is that on top of your four to four and a half thousand marketing campaign? Or no, that, that's in, that's incorporated. Incorporated. Okay, but you're only contributing a thousand dollars towards that. Correct. On average, okay. about a thousand. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, so, in terms of what's coming out of your pocket, Josh, is yep. a, so a thousand per per listing, yep. and then and then the boosting part of it. Obviously, that's all paid by you as well once yep. you you sell a property. But it's 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 a variable cost because it's yep. coming out of your commission as well. What's so per sale? How much? What's the investment? Do you reckon there? I'd, pro- I'd, pro- I'd probably say when I, when I was, let's go back, what, two months ago, um, that was probably my biggest month on Facebook. I, I think I launched to the market 22 houses and I sold uh, 17. So that month was probably, I think, 55 grand in terms of social media. Um, yeah. But yeah, the investment, I look at it like this. You've got to, and I always, and this is, I suppose, a tip for, for some agents out there, 20% of what I make, I always reinvest into myself on average. I think that if you stop reinvesting in yourself, you're going to stop being relevant. You're going to stop being seen by people, especially when you're in that momentum phase or, or now, you know, uh, building myself up from uh, essentially no sales, nothing at the moment. You've got to be seen by people. And I think social media, it's that literally click of a button it's that digital door knock that I can door knock a thousand homes or I can click one button and I can literally let it do itself, set and forget. And that property is going to blow up on social. It's going to be coming. It's coming from my business account. The video features me. So I'm getting free marketing that the vendor is essentially paying for. So I feel social media in this day and age, you can accelerate your career so high. Um, not many people are doing it, which surprises me, but not many people are doing it consistently. Everyday posting, giving content, boosting, to more people, that's where you're going to be. Um, the more times you're seeing, the more higher chance you're going to get called into the appraisal. And, and that's what this is about, getting into more doors. Okay, so your recommendation is investing 20% of your own income, not not Correct. the GCI. No. So if someone's, let's say someone's writing 600000 yep. let's say they're on a 50% commission split, yep. that's 300000 yep. Um So 20%. you're saying so sixty grand in, in, 60 in grand. marketing. Okay. A- absolutely, yep. Okay. And that's if you want massive acceleration that might dilute over time. Once you get a certain, a certain point, Correct. 
it, it, that, it, it seems it might seem overwhelming for someone listening to this, but it's sort of chicken or the egg. Like you can wait, yep. you can wait till you do a certain amount of GCI until you start investing yourself or yep. you can build and it will come. Um, because, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've got a theory that, you know, people ask me all the time, um, Josh, you know, when's the right time to put on my first assistant? I'm like, yep. and I say to them, look, have you made a decision to be in real estate for the rest of your career? They yep. say, yes. Okay. Do you want to be a growth agent and not a lifestyle agent? Yes. Okay. Do you want to do more than four sales per month um, and not burn out and have no leakage in your business? Yes. Okay. Well then now's the right time to do it. Right. Yep. Because a lot of people wait, like they've got this when then myth, you know, like, Oh, yep. when I do, you know, six sales a month, then I'll start offering good service or then I'll start investing in myself. Then I mean, it's delusional. So yep. I, I think people have got to really have a build and it will come theory, that field of dreams theory. Um, so I, I, I love that marketing now in terms of the, the platforms that we're using, obviously yep. Facebook is the best one because you've got yep. a business page. Yep. Um, you can do that little kilometer bubble um, and you can put in interests, right? So that's, yeah. that's ideal. And that is most of the market that we're dealing with is on Facebook. Yeah. Instagram is what more really profile for, for other yeah. agents and, yeah. and, and sort of maybe a growing demographic potentially for clients. But have you seen any traction from that at all? Yeah, look, probably in the last six months, maybe about three or four listings. So not as heavy as Facebook, of course, because more people are on Facebook. Instagram potentially is a younger demographic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, more agents, more inspiring agents and, and showing them my content and, and what I can do on that platform. It's good though, Facebook owns Instagram. So everything yes. that I post there um, essentially gets posted on Instagram, which is awesome. I only just got onto LinkedIn probably about two or three days ago. Yep. Um, so LinkedIn's it's not huge for me. YouTube, all our videos, go on there but uh, yeah the main traction point is Facebook uh, but I feel you've, you've got to do a little bit of everything because sometimes people like the pictures just from Instagram with the little hashtag some people like you know the full-blown stories with all their friends on Facebook so a bit of everything but the main traction builder for me and the main you know business uh, collector in terms of prospects in terms of sellers and buyers is Facebook okay and do you do you have a personal Facebook page as well Josh yeah yeah I've got yeah. a personal one that, that's more for like personal friends my family um, I share everything over from there to there, but um, yes. yeah, all the all the all the traction and all the building and all the marketing comes from the business page. Got it. So, mate, two hundred deals a year, right? That that yep. this is what's inevitable for twenty twenty, right? Yep. So that's a lot of damn transactions, right? Even yes. um, so, you're talking you're talking potentially you know close to twenty deals a, a month, right? Yep. yep. So, mate. Most people listening to this just would just be thinking, how is this humanly possible without a super team of seven people, right? Yep. So how do you manage your time, mate? Like, uh, it, it just seems like the, the, the life-work balance is probably a bit of a misnomer because yep. life and work are all one in the same, right? So yep. the, the lines are obviously blurred there. You're making some sacrifices. You're young. I get that. Yep. But, um, so, but, but how, how do you manage your time in order to do that many transactions? Because that involves, I'm just thinking at a granular level now, that involves obviously a lot of listing appointments. It involves yep. a lot of callbacks from people looking through property. It involves a lot of negotiations. Yes. Um, mate, you know, how, how does it all fit in? Yeah, it never really stops, to be honest. It's just a continuous train of um, of momentum and work, which is what I enjoy. Um, I like to split the day, I always like to say, into three parts. So you've got your prospecting. I never neglect prospecting. A lot of people make the mistake. They get a listing, forget about prospecting, sell it, and then have nothing. Prospecting, I 
prospect off the back of my sales mm. buyers that's a second part of my day and vendor management that's a third part of my day now prospecting includes listings so i usually come in into the office in the morning or stay at home and make some calls um, and i'll call the buyers are you interested negotiate that falls into vendor management obviously um, giving them feedback i think uh, frequency builds trust so the more you talk to your vendors the more obviously you're going to have a better relationship um, and be able to give them that real advice that's honest and upfront and I think that's so important especially in changing markets if they're thinking you know the price is higher than what the market's feeling getting that adjustment um, is crucial to getting the sale for the vendor to move forward and the buyer to purchase um, mm. listing as I mentioned before is huge I probably do per day like I list per month probably around 20 to 25 however going into listing appointments I'm probably going into 50 to 60 per month which would equate to essentially how many per week you know probably a couple three four a day on average we would mm. do including a couple of price updates there, which eventually became sellers, you know, down the pipeline six to 12 months. Um, so yeah, mate, it, it's full on. Obviously, um, I take a lot of workload on myself. I pride myself on, on wanting to give that, you know, communication with the vendors it's not coming from alex it's coming from myself mm. um, i love working with the buyer negotiating you know they're seeing me on the signboard they're seeing me on real estate me on the video they want to deal with me they don't want to they don't, they don't want me to pass the football to someone else essentially um, the prospecting side again same thing i know what's going on in my market i know what's the comparables i know what's coming in the next month two months three months so keeping in contact with them um, is crucial um, alex my assistant you know a lot of people say um, you know, what's Alex's role? Alex prospects just like me. Alex is doing the final inspections, the pre-settlement inspections. You know, as you said before, mate, measuring up a few things here or there mm -hmm. with, the, with the buyers. Um, admin was sorted by reception and it still will be. Um, mm -hmm. I don't touch that side. So brochures, marketing, you know, ads, uh, exchanging of the contracts, um, settlement gifts, you know, handing out the keys, all that type of stuff. That's all done by uh, my admin. However, myself, I'm on the front line. I'm here to list and sell. And I think you get more results that way. If you start to bring other people into the scenario, um, you know, deal with them, deal with them. It sort of gets lost. You've got the connection. You've got the energy. Um, you've got the confidence to deliver it. And I, and I feel my, I always think of it like this. It's swim lanes. My swim lane is list, sell, negotiate, prospect, work with vendors. Alex's swim lane is prospect, you know, see what I do, but final inspection, um, pre-settlement, you know, admin type. And then you've got the other lane, which is the marketing, the reception, the admin. So high volume. A lot of people think I work in some, you know, absolutely crazy area where the turnover is just so high. Before I came into the area five years ago, the top agent was only selling 30 or 40 houses. I put something up on Instagram. I sold 111 in the last 12 months. So I feel that good results are attracting more people to sell and those results are coming through me. Um, and then it's just the cycle. So what hours are you and Alex working? Long hours, mate. We, um, we do most appointments together. So we're working seven days and probably there we're doing probably 14 to 15 per day. That's on the front line talking to people. But as you know, mate, you're at home. Sometimes you can't help yourself. You're still requesting reviews. You're still talking to buyers. You're still flicking off contracts at 12 o'clock at night. So it never really, I never really stops. I, I, I probably get around per day, seven, six to seven hours sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, in between there, you know, I'll, I'll speak to my mum a bit, my girlfriend, but um, yeah, full on. So I'd say 15 to 16 per day for sure. Okay. Um, now with, with, with having 20 odd listings, mate, that generates a lot of phone inquiries and a lot of email yep. inquiries, right? So yep. your inbox must be just flooded. I mean, yes. how, how you and Alex actually share that role in terms of getting back to people? 
Yep. So people who call me direct and, and can text message me um, off the websites. Hey, Josh, what's the price? Hey, Josh, can I have a private inspection? That's handled all by myself. All the email inquiries, they're handled by Alex. So Alex has got a preset response um, unless they ask specific, ask specific questions. So they'll ask for the price. We'll have comparable sales. We'll have our estimate. We'll have the open home time. We'll invite them and then we'll send them another email just before the open to remind them that the open home is there. But emails are done by Alex. Um, calls that call me directly uh, and text message me they're handled by myself okay gotcha all right mate well listen we're gonna we're gonna wrap up because you know that, that was just a content packed session <laughs> and it's important that we, we got granular mate because you know yeah. a lot of a lot of coaches and trainers they're very high level they say oh this is what you do but they don't show you how to actually how do, you it, do it right? yeah and and with this we've role played mate we've talked about you know who answers email inquiries who, and i love the i love the lane analogy you know everyone's just got to stay in their lane because if you sort of swim out of that that's when things get complicated yeah the uh, mate look you know a, as a mate i do wish you so much success and 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 uh, luck and you you, know, mate, i know you won't mean need luck but success and luck sort of you know they, they they can be mutually exclusive so i do i do wish you all the health and 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 success with this new journey or this new vignette in your life because the last episode's over yep. um <laughs> and it's interesting you know right ray, ray white i've i've sort of looked at a lot of franchise all models and you know sometimes um growth and, and profit can be mutually exclusive because a lot of these sort of franchise all models they're they're all about growth but they sort of don't really look at the profit um this is probably one organization that symbolically have have actually worked out how to combine those two um and still maintain very good market share so it's an interesting interesting selection for you um to position yourself and use that as a platform so i wish you all the best buddy i love i love the work you do not just in your listing and selling business but just what you contribute to the real estate community you know there's fifty thousand agents out there in australia um you know and and i love the fact that you share my altruistic um, approach to just giving back and mate, that's, that's what it's all about, mate. And it will come back to you. It's already come back to you and it won't, it won't stop buddy. So mate, love your work. I'm, 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 Honoured to be your, your, your friend and mentor. And, uh, mate, you know, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you, obviously yep. you're across all the socials. Yep. Um, they, can, they can reach out any time. And, mate, wish you all the best, buddy. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for having me, Bowie. You're a good friend of mine, my friend. Um, and I hope everyone watching uh, got to know what it is. Take care. All right, mate.